0: Welcome to Fruit Loops episode 10. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, like, and review the show on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, any, all any the of places. Any of those other places. Any, any, yeah, all of them. It means the world to us and it helps our show. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color that we don't hear or know about in the news. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are white, but because serial killers tend to choose victims of their own race and the press loves to report on white victims while neglecting the stories of people of color, there is a prominent belief out there that all serial killers are white. Guess what? They're not. And there are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color, and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and the true crimes committed by people of color and their victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave, commonly leave out because the news is racist. So, and we
1: are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. That's right. Some of the things that we discuss on this podcast may be triggering and or disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to Pod at gmail.com. Enter at your own risk.
0: So, before we discuss the second part of the Sunday morning slasher um, case, how are you? What What's new, Beth?
1: Um, I don't really have anything new. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> no, okay. my life is so boring.
0: Oh my gosh, I could use a little boredom. <laughs> let me let me tell <laughs> yeah. you, uh, because. <laughs> Let me tell you about the fuckery that occurred at my child's school this week. Oh, no. um, yeah. So my son got called the N-word at school. So, oh my God. guys, we didn't solve racism yet. <laughs> it's still <laughs> <What>? here. <laughs> Would you believe it? Uh, so um, I think it's worth mentioning because uh, I believe anybody who's listening to this show can consider themselves somewhere on the woke spectrum. And we really are all just trying to be better, better humans. And, you know, I was going to use profanity, but people on the right um, might call us, you know, snowflakes for trying to be um, politically correct and con- worrying about people's, how people feel and things like that. And the reality is, we are just trying to be decent and progressive human beings. So, this uh, was devastating for um, me and my husband, and um, I don't, I don't know if my son was really bothered by it because he didn't really understand um, the. The word, but um, I never thought that it would happen to my children in the year of our Lord 2018. And it made me think of all the times that I was called that word. And then throughout history, how the word, um, you know, was spoken um, to people as they were being killed or beaten. But anyway, I've been trying to focus on how we can learn and grow from this. And I imagine that my kids' school is not the only place where this kind of things things happen. So um, I wanted to share some resources that I found locally in the show notes to try to help um, further the conversation wherever you are, Um, since me just being pissed off about it isn't isn't helping anything. So um, I recommend that you contact these people if you are interested in how you can um, or or how your kids' teachers or your kids' school or the place where you work um, has race issues. Um, I reached out to ASU's humanities department and also their center for uh, the study of race and democracy. So you know that meme of the cat that's like feverishly typing After this happened and we talked (laughs) to the school, that's, that's what I was (laughs) doing. That's what you were doing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, both of these departments sponsor a number of events, including teacher trainings on issues of race. Um, professor Neil Lester, um, he does an N word training and he's the head of ASU humanities department. Um, he's been on the news locally and stuff, and, um, we can link up his email in the show notes, Um, Also, Deborah Cox and Sarah Herrera work for the Center uh, for the Study of Race and Democracy at ASU. I can also link up their contact information. Um, Additionally, Diamond Strategies, it's run by uh, Dr. Matthew Whitaker. He uh, assists in educating schools on culture and how to better address these kinds of situations because the way the school handled it was trash. Um, Mm. And Calvin um, Terrell... Uh, is also available to assist in these matters. So all these people's contact info, I reached out to each of these individuals to see if they would be willing to come to my kid's school. And they all said yes. And they all said, I am sorry, this happened to you. And they all said, um, I forwarded all their information to the, my kid's principal, so. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: not what happened. What happened was terrible. But that's yeah. awesome that you reached out to these people and you're you're trying to help uh, yeah. 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 I think
0: um, this is a teachable moment as um, the great Oprah Winfrey would say. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we're going to get into the part of our show about, uh, well, not it's not about it's it's given love, given shout outs to any content by um, people of color or any other marginalized groups or any um, true crime goodies. So. What do you, did you find anything, Beth? Not this week.
1: I I don't have anything for this week. Okay. Beth, are
0: you all right? Do we need to add you to the prayer list?
1: No. No no news? No
0: shout outs?
1: (laughs) 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 I got lots to say. I just, you know, I was racking, I was actually racking my brain trying to think of something to put in the shout outs. And then I saw you had something. I was like, ah, Wendy has something. So we'll do that. Okay.
0: OK, good, good. All right. Uh, well, then I will uh, tell you all about uh, one of my favorite podcasts. It is called Yo, Is This Racist? And it's uh, two, two comedians, Tawny Newsome and uh, Andrew T. And um, the podcast is fucking phenomenal. But one of the latest episodes had uh, LeVar Burton as a guest. That's right. The reading rainbow LeVar Burton (laughs) (laughs) who's still around and LeVar Burton has a podcast too, where he like reads short stories, um, which is pretty good. But, uh, um, he was a guest and I loved this episode because LeVar as usual blessed us with his take on language and how language has evolved over time and things that we used to say, like the F word when referring to, um, Uh, homosexuals or um, the R word um, when referring to people's intelligence used to be okay. But now that we have evolved, they are not okay to use. Um, And he pointed out um, how people of color are sort of experts at code switching. And he was saying that um, he's always been able to blend in um, for example, with like hispan, like he could, he said he could go to a Hispanic person's house or, um, hang out with a group of Asians or a group of black people at a cookout or in corporate America. But on the flip side, um, white people, white Americans might not necessarily be able to do the same. And I thought it was interesting to, um, hear the great Lavar describe um, <laughs> code switching. And for those of you who don't know what code switching is, it's uh, in linguistics. Uh, it occurs when a speaker alternates between two or more languages or language varieties in the context of a single conversation um, or uh, place. And um, the, I just really like the way he um, explained it. And so I recommend that podcast and that episode um, is really good too. So check it cool. out. Yeah. I will check Reading it out. Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do have that song in my music library and listen to it when I need a little bit of joy. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. Okay, I'll stop. Anyway, uh so any uh, serial killer news? I don't do have any or or serial
1: girlfriend? killer news, but I I did want to mention that there is a missing person's case active in Phoenix right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiara Bergman. She's 19 and was last seen at her apartment co- complex on August 4th. Her roommate, mm-hmm. Destiny Hall Chand contacted authorities when she didn't show up for work on August 6th. Hall Chand said she didn't return home after sending a strange text message about going somewhere with a guy she met at a store a couple of days prior. Hall Chan said that this is totally unlike her and not something that she would do. Kara Bergman's boyfriend, John Christopher Clark, 23. He's been arrested on what police say are charges unrelated to her disappearance. He was charged with 22 counts of aggravated identity theft. I don't know. what That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's 22, and it's aggravated. I don't know. I don't
0: don't know what makes it aggravated. I don't know what
1: makes it (laughs) aggravated, but it is. (laughs) And two counts of forgery. Um, During the missing persons investigation, police served a search warrant on his car, and they said that they discovered several items with personal information, like social security numbers that didn't belong to him or to Bergman. However, police made it clear that there is no person of interest in the case of Bergman's disappearance. I think they're just saying that. I think he's definitely a person of interest. (laughs) You think they're just saying Uh, that? Yeah, um, because, you know, they're probably um, going down several different avenues. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not really sure why they would just say Mm -hmm. that. But they usually have reasons for, for doing the things that they do. And we don't always know what those reasons are. But um, I, I watched a video of uh, her boyfriend talking, and mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what other people think about it. I made a post in our discussion group about this, so please feel free to comment about your thoughts on this in there. Did you watch the p- video?
0: I didn't watch the video, but I looked at the p- the picture of him and then I, I saw the discussion that was started. And it seems like it, uh, the consensus is that he uh, is more upset that they're looking at him like he did it than um, than upset about her. Disappearance? Is that my understanding? Did I have that right?
1: Yeah, that was my take. That he seemed like, well, he talked about her and how, she, how, uh, what happened the night that she went missing and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, after that, he spent a whole lot of time talking about how everybody thinks that he had something to do with it. And he seemed angry that people were uh, suspecting him, which is totally natural. Because yeah, <laughs> that's what they well, do. Well, and as there are as... the
0: twenty-two felony counts that yeah. He's, he's well,
1: <laughs> when when he did the video, he hadn't been charged with those yet. So oh, um, okay, yeah. But in any case, he's he's kind of hinky because you know mm-hmm. the forgeries and identity theft and all that. But watching the video. I did you watch the video of the guy who um, admitted to killing his wife and two children?
0: Oh yes, and let, when I tell you, I saw him and his lack of concern for his missing wife and two daughters. I was like, he did it, and yeah, lo he, it was and like behold. all over his
1: face. I mean, he was yeah. he was actually smiling a little bit. You know, oh, there's something. My God there's something that's called it's called duping delight and it's inappropriate oh. smiling and it's uh-huh. what people it, it's like uh, just a facial what do they call that uh, micro expressions uh-huh when uh duping a person delight. yeah duping delight it when a person is lying um like they're they're getting something over on you it's it they I don't know, they can't help it or, or what, but that's what it's called. Duping Delight and he had that. <laughs> so um, why
0: are you smiling, bro? Your family's yeah. <laughs> missing. <laughs> and it's just like a little curl
1: at the um the side of the mouth. It's not like a mm-hmm. big smile, it's like a little curl and he had that for sure. He but sure this did. guy I was I was watching him trying to uh, look for any leakage like that, and I didn't see anything. Although he mm. did talk really fast, so I don't
0: know. Okay. Oh, I don't know if that's well, a clue I am, to anything. It is interesting, uh, anyway. Yeah. So hopefully, um, we can that discussion can, can thrive because I want to know what everybody else thinks too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So go on in the uh, join our group and uh, join the discussion. mm Hmm.
0: So, all right, let's get into it. Let's get
1: into it. Okay. This is part two of our Carl Eugene Watts, a.k.a. the Sunday Morning Slasher, a.k.a. Coral Watts
0: story. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, um... I do have to say this is part two. So if you're listening now, you have not heard part one of the show where we sort of build up his childhood, the setting, um, what's taken place up until this point. Um, We don't want you to be lost. So pause it right now. Go back and listen to the other episode and then come back to this one. Okay, so end of our last episode, Coral had moved to Houston, Texas um, in the spring of 1981, where he found work as a mechanic.
1: Detectives were alarmed to discover that Watts had left the Detroit area. They investigated and discovered that Coral had moved to Texas. So they informed Texas authorities of Watts' record, uh, but Watts kept moving around. He changed addresses at least six times. And the authorities in Texas were unable to locate him.
0: On September 5th, 1981, 22-year-old Linda Tilly, uh, a University of Texas student from Arlington, was found drowned in a swimming pool at her Austin apartment.
1: On September 12th, 1981, 25-year-old Elizabeth Montgomery was stabbed once outside of her Houston apartment while walking her dog. Her fiancé heard her scream and went outside to find her bleeding outside of their apartment. That same day, uh, Susan Wolf, 21, was stabbed in the arm and chest outside of her Houston apartment while carrying groceries from her car. Her body was found in her home.
0: Okay. These gals were doing regular things and just uh, just totally unsuspecting. I mean... I Okay. So when I take my dog for a walk, I assume that uh, I'm safe because it's my dog. I got my senses. He's got his extra senses. We're going to be okay. But man, uh, just to be caught off guard, um, I think the balls of somebody to attack somebody who has a dog with them. Maybe it was a small dog. I don't know. Yeah. January 4th, 1982, Phyllis Tam, 27, was found hanging from a small tree near Houston Rice University. Um, I saw it. Well, I thought I saw in a documentary that he used her tank top to hang her. Yeah, um, he did. Okay, so he did.
1: He did. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the OG of two crimes says it's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's what I. That's what I read it too. So okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. On January seventeenth, nineteen eighty-two, Margaret Fossey, twenty-four, an architecture student at Rice University, was found dead in the trunk of her own car. Uh, She died of asphyxia caused by a blow to the larynx that crushed her windpipe. Later the same day, this guy's double dipping.
0: He is.
1: uh, Watts spotted Julia Sanchez as she tried to fix a flat tire. He attacked her from behind, slashed Sanchez's throat, smashed her head against the car, and left her for dead. But she survived. I saw in a documentary on YouTube, uh, we can link it in the footnotes. Uh, Julia's testimony at Watts's second trial. She said her attacker laughed at her as he left the scene.
0: Man, her her account her account is bone chilling. I yeah, mean, she's she is so emotional during it, but strong enough to get through it. And yeah, she used one of the attorneys as a dummy, and I was I mean I, I like I had to pick up my jaw off the floor during that scene. <laughs> so. Uh, January 29th, 1982. And by the way, we'll go, we'll, I'll talk about uh, Julia at the end, but she's, she's my hero in this case. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. January 29th, 1982. Alice Martel, she was 19, was stabbed uh, three times with an ice pick at her Seabrook apartment, but she survived. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, January 30th, 1982.
1: Watts unsuccessfully tried to kill Galveston resident Patty Johnson by slashing her throat. And another man had been sentenced to life in prison for the attack until Watts took responsibility. So again, another innocent man uh, jailed for somebody else's crime.
0: Well, um, I don't know if it's time for a fuckery applause uh, for (laughs) the police arresting the wrong person and putting him behind bars but there's this little thing called evidence and uh the murders continued after this after after this guy was in jail so obviously he didn't do it and coral just continued with his extracurriculars oh boy anyway uh february 7th 1982 elena samander she was 20 was found dead in a houston trash dumpster strangled with her own shirt he really is resourceful
1: he is yeah and i that same that same documentary i saw um he said that he dumped her in that dumpster because he was he strangled her right there and it was just handy so
0: all right coral all right (laughs) coral i i am reserving the hip-hop air horn only because i (laughs) I feel like i'm really just so i just this guy is so icky
1: yeah anyway March 20th, 1982, Emily LeCaugh, 14, only 14. Mm. She was strangled on her way to her new job as a waitress in Brookshire. Uh, She had just moved from Seattle to live with her father in Texas and at first was thought to have run away. Her body was found five months later stuffed in a culvert. Poor thing.
0: Yeah, poor thing. This poor 14-year-old girl. OK, so on March 27th, 1982, Edith Letit, she was 34 years old, was stabbed to death in Galveston as she returned home from a graduation party. Her body was found in a walkway near some apartments. Letit was to have graduated later that day from the University of Texas Medical Branch, where she had earned her degree after giving up an accounting career. Later that morning, Watts attacked another woman named glenda gerby Jesus. or glenda kirby i know come on who lived several blocks away kirby escaped watts's grip because his hands were bloody from what wait the a fuck? minute wait a minute his hands still had blood on them blood
1: on them he's okay. walking
0: around what the fuck he's walking around nobody noticed anything <sighs> so um uh she was able to get away, thank goodness, because he had bloody hands from killing the first the first woman um earlier that day. But Jesus. Yeah. Nobody saw wow. anything or reported anything? I just think that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe they did and um uh, the police didn't
0: put it together. Th- yeah.
1: Okay. Well Or something well, like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any information on that, so no. but still that is crazy. Yeah, like, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th-
1: I thought I, the baseline killer was kind of crazy, you know, but this guy is nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because cause we were like, how do you fit all this extracurricular activity into your life and still have a full time yeah. job? Um, and, and and the baseline killer is different because he was married. Um, right. And his his wife didn't think there was anything going on. She still thinks he's innocent. But this guy, he didn't even wash his hands or wipe them off.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's like so, walking around, you know, just walking around slashing people. I don't, I don't know. Just it's walking
0: around slashing people. Yeah. yeah. Di- di- maybe different time, different place. I don't know. It's crazy, though.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, maybe it was at night. I didn't get that information either. In which case. Well, yeah, we know, don't know
0: what time of day it was. Yeah. But we we do know that Edith was going to graduate later on in the day. So I assumed it was in the morning. But No, then she, he goes she find- was
1: returning home from a graduation party. So it could have been... Oh, so uh, it
0: was like wee hours of the morning. Okay, it could, could have, have been.
1: Night. Yeah, I don't know. In which case, there might not have been a lot of people around. And the people that mm-hmm. were around might, you know, might not have noticed that he had blood all over him. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. May- blood, maybe at, it's dark. Maybe it was just... Yeah. I mean, he was... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he didn't, he didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. So...
1: Anyway... April 15th, 1982, Yolanda Gracia, 21, was stabbed to death in her front lawn as she returned home. She was found clutching a bag that contained her work shoes.
0: On April 16th, 1982, Carrie Jefferson, she was 32, was strangled and then stabbed twice as she returned home from her job at a uh, Houston's downtown post office. Her body was buried along White Oak Bayou. So this is one of the bodies he buried. I wonder if it's one of the ones he told the police where it, where it was located. Yeah, I think it is.
1: April 21st, 1982, Suzanne Searles, 25, had moved to Houston from Des Moines, Iowa. She was grabbed as she returned home from a party, strangled, and then her head was thrust into a flower pot full of water. Mm-hmm. She was then buried. She's
0: so I'm just looking at the timeline. We're we're at 1 2, 3, 4, 5, uh 6 7, 8, 9, 10 11 12 13 14 14 bodies in. And uh cops haven't found anybody yet
1: is that like by da- by date or by person cuz some of those were double Yes,
0: that's by person. So that's okay, by okay. person. Um 14 people in as of seven, September 18 1981, to uh I believe April 21st uh, or April, yeah, 1982. Okay. So that's it's a lot of murders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and these are these are all in Texas. So yeah. Um. Uh, Police should be wrapping up there, <laughs> getting to the bottom of this v- pretty soon, I hope. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> May 23rd, 1982, Michelle Madday, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she was 20 years old and she was returning home about 4 a.m. when Watts choked her to death outside her apartment. Her body was placed in her apartment bathtub
1: on uh, Sunday, May 23rd, 1982. Coral attacked uh, two Houston roommates, Lori Lister and Melinda Aguilar. He attacked, beat, choked, and bound the women. He tried to drown Lister in the apartment bathtub while Aguilar was playing dead. As soon as she had an opportunity, Melinda escaped by jumping off of her balcony with her hands bound behind her. She then sought help from a neighbor. Watts fled and Lori survived. Uh, that same day, Michelle Midday's body was found in her bathtub in a nearby apartment.
0: Yeah, and um, the woman who survived was also um, pretty um, visual in the documentary that we saw yeah. on YouTube. Um, and it was pretty uh, uh, compelling to see her tell her version of what, what happened.
1: Yeah, and how she, the one, Melinda, who jumped off the balcony, With Her hands were Mm -hmm. bound behind her, so she had to figure out how to uh, get off the balcony uh, without her arms, (laughs) so she just kind of flung herself over the balcony, and uh, she landed, um, did she land on her feet, or I don't remember, but in any case, she... She didn't hurt herself bad enough that she couldn't walk. She was able to get up and run to another apartment,
0: yeah, which is pretty incredible I mean mm-hmm. s- shout out to Superwoman. I mean, you know what? I haven't put out the hip hop air horn in quite some time, but <laughs> I am going to give that woman Melinda a air horn. Melinda, yeah. we are so proud of you you are you are another hero in this um. terrible terrible tale yeah uh on may 20 may 23rd 1982 watts was caught running away from the crime scene and arrested he was uh that that's the apartment that we were just talking about where the lady jumped off the roof uh he was 29 and houston police homicide sergeant tom ladd claimed that it was difficult building a case against coral because he used different methods to kill never sexually assaulted his victims, and chose strangers. He further stated that there was rarely evidence left behind at the scenes because he killed within minutes of encountering his victims.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I was going to mention, that it's, it's really unusual that uh, he used so many different methods to kill people and never mm-hmm. sexually assaulted his victims that is really unusual
0: yeah you're right you're right well you know what shout out to um him being uh uh equal opportunity and um <laughs> and creative <laughs> creative yeah <laughs> oh, okay. uh yeah. but um i uh, i was just thinking uh, cuz in most attacks uh there's some dna right because, the, the, well, there's no semen. Okay. Count semen. Right. Out, but that's, like that's, scratch, a, that was the problem. Be- yeah. Well, he,
1: he kind of did, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say he kind of did blitz attacks, but, um, yeah. If the it's happening so fast,
0: maybe there's no opportunity to scratch and get, but the, the, the DNA stranglings, under fingernails? you would
1: think that he might be able, they might be able to get some DNA, I you know, get some, something under their fingernails, you know. I, I don't know. That's what maybe I was, he that's what maybe I he strangled about. them from behind, or used a yeah. uh, uh, garrote or something like that. I don't know. Well, no, he strangled some of them with their own clothes. So oh, I don't know. Yes. Oh, so, but oh my gosh. yeah, but there was okay. no DNA, uh, no evidence. But oh, you know what? Oh, uh, mm. this is what it was. It was
0: 1982.
1: Uh uh-huh. They. They uh they weren't. they could not do DNA back then.
0: Oh, that's what Such, it
1: was. Oh my god, yeah. I, I feel so dumb. I'm like,
0: come on, come yeah. on, guys. Okay, <laughs> uh, you are you are forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I they apologize. started
1: <laughs> testing for DNA until the the late '80s, early '90s in some places. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Yeah, that's that's why there was no DNA. But there, you know, they they could get a blood type from semen, um, but Mm -hmm. there was no semen because he didn't sexually assault them. So yeah, there wasn't any evidence. Um, He attacked strangers, so there was no trail to follow or anything like that.
0: Well, he Um, really made it impossible.
1: Yeah, he made it really hard.
0: I mean, considering the technology at the time, uh, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense why
1: he why they couldn't so long. Yeah, Yeah.
0: you know what? Fuckery's (laughs) on me. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wendy gets the fuckery applause. I get the
0: fuckery applause. Yeah. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so following the attack on Lori Lister and Melinda Aguilar uh, in May of 1982, Harris County Assistant District Attorney Ira Jones came up with an idea that would prompt Coral to confess to the crimes of which he was suspected. So, oh, so he was caught running away. That's what it was. Okay. All right. Never mind. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a
0: minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. By wait the way though, minute. uh, <laughs> do you watch First 48? I First have.
1: 48? I haven't watched it recently, but I have watched it.
0: I love that show um because it it it's it's like tr- true crime. Uh, I think uh, I would say almost at its finest. Um, yeah. but uh Har- Harris County is Always, there's always a oh, Harris County episode. <laughs> yeah. so I just that's the only reason why I am familiar in. And, and so With when Harris when County. me and my husband are watching, yeah, yeah, when me and my my husband are watching First Forty Eight, and, and there's a case in Harris County, we always have to say it all funny and southerny like like <laughs> Harris County <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff's <laughs> Department, Harris County. Anyway, so sorry, so Jones, uh. If you will remember, Jones is the DA, offered Coral a deal in exchange for information and murder confessions. Coral, Coral would get immunity for murder. Coral, oh man, Coral agreed. And several days later, he took investigators to um, burial sites. Oh, I, I heard that. I, I like snorted. That. Yeah. <laughs> Don't edit that out. The okay. of three victims. <laughs> I just and, keep thinking um, coral. <laughs> <laughs> coral. You remember, okay. So do, do you remember there's, there's like, okay, maybe it was like the first or second season of The Walking Dead. And, uh-huh. um, uh, I think that they were in the prison at the time. And, uh, judy was just a baby and um Car- carl must have just killed his mom yeah. judith yeah sorry. just yeah. A baby and carl must have just killed his mom but i think rick thought he was dead and then Car- carl like emerges with i think with the baby, the baby. And, yeah. and then like rick like he does a spin he spins around because he's so happy <laughs> and he's like crying and he's like Oh anybody else remember that scene? I
1: don't, not specifically.
0: You spin when you're happy. That's now, all I'm gonna, now I'm bugs. gonna
1: have to re watch that because I want to see
0: that. He like spins around with his cowboy boots because he's so happy. Oh my god, it's oh so cool! Oh, I love that. I'm so glad it's coming cool. anyway. Um, back to sorry guys tangent okay yeah just- uh, so Cor- so coral agreed several days later to to take the investigators to the burial sites of three victims according to the associated press online article serial killers confessions coral eventually admitted attacking 19 women 13 which he murdered strangely enough although Early in his life, after his bout with meningitis, Coral complained of memory problems. Hmm. Detectives have said that he had near-perfect recall of all his crimes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And
1: also interesting. Yeah, very convenient. Also interesting, uh, both Linda Tilley's and Phyllis Tam's murders had been ruled Mm -hmm. accidental until Watts confessed to them. If you recall
0: Linda Get Tilly, out of here.
1: Yeah. if you recall Linda Tilly was found drowned in a swimming pool at her Austin apartment. She'd been intoxicated and police believed she'd fallen into the pool on accident and drowned. However, Watts confessed oh. to her murder. Apparently, Watts had attacked her. Linda had fought back and they fell into the pool where Watts drowned her and Phyllis Tam had been found hanging from a small tree near Houston Rice university. And according to her, to the police, her death could not be ruled out as accidental, which what the fuck. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, capital letters, uh, capital yeah. letters underlined and bold.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, And but Watts confessed to that as well.
0: Well, when investigators asked Watts why he killed the women, he told them that they had evil eyes, quote-unquote, and he wanted to, quote, release their spirits, unquote. He told investigators that if they ever let him out, he would kill again. He said he lost control over his violent impulses. You think? I mean, do you remember when he was on his paper route and he beat that woman up like yeah, nothing just he happened? Felt like, felt like beating somebody up. Yeah. So now he realizes that he has no control over his violent impulses, and realized he needed to kill people just to be happy. That's crazy. We all deserve to be happy, don't we? <laughs> but we don't all deserve to be dead. <laughs> no. I mean, not at some point, but not at the hands of some guy named Coral. Coral.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, podcast listeners. I'm Paul Brandis, introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in depth look at the seemingly unconnected events
1: And I've
3: sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.
1: So now we're going to get into the trial. Okay. Um, And at first there was no trial. Prosecutors in Texas did not feel that they had enough evidence to convict Watts of murder, so in 1982, they arranged for a plea bargain. On September 3rd, 1982, Coral pleaded guilty to one count of burglary with intent to kill, just as he bargained for. This charge carried a 60-year sentence. However, Michigan authorities refused to go in on the deal, so the cases in that state remained open. Watts later claimed that he had killed 40 women, but has also implied that there were more than 80 victims in total.
0: Then, in October 1987, unrelated to any of Watts' appeals, the court decided that criminals must be told that a, quote, deadly weapon, unquote, finding had occurred during their indictment and that failure to inform this criminal, um, was a violation of their rights so they had to know if i'm being convicted of murder i have to know that the weapon i was the using weapon, was a weapon was deadly i have to i i have to know Do i had you, no idea <laughs> yeah i had no idea This sounds like an argument i might have with my six-year-old anyway Watts picked up on this i snorted interestingly <laughs> i can't tell you how many times uh, well yeah I, I kicked my sister, but I didn't, it was an accident and <laughs> I didn't know that kicking her was going to hurt her. so I didn't know I
1: that know. was wrong. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that was wrong. So, uh, I don't deserve a timeout. Anyway, obviously the magnitude is different. However, I think the The, substance of the argument is the same. (laughs) Interestingly, none of the lawyers involved in the case picked up on this either. So in 1989, a Texas court of criminal appeals decided since Watts wasn't told that the water in the bathtub that he used to 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 drown Lori Laster was a deadly weapon, that he would not be required to serve his entire 60 year sentence. He was scheduled to get out of prison on May 9th, 2006. But the news spread, uh, I mean, TV news, uh, newspapers, everywhere, everybody was talking about this. Um, News spread, and the victims uh, and their family members said, Hail to the motherfucking no (laughs) to this guy getting out of prison. (laughs) That's what I would have said. Yeah, no
1: joke. The authorities in Michigan and Texas. We're working hard to find old cases where evidence might have been overlooked. State police forensic scientists were also hoping to use DNA tests. Unavailable in the 80s. There we go.
0: Oh, hey. <laughs> Shout to out Coral. to new technology.
1: With some of the crimes,
3: <laughs>
0: we, we wrote go. this, right? We did, yeah. <laughs> we did. Oh, we just-, just didn't
1: remember this part.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, we should. Oh, we boy. should explain. <laughs> we should explain. So, uh, so we are humans, and uh, what? we, uh, yes, we are, and <laughs> we produce the show. By ourselves. Actually, I would call Beth the super producer, and I am just kind (laughs) of hanging out. (laughs) And so super producer Beth and I, you know, we do our research, um, and uh, we – Put uh, put all our notes together, and um, we write out the show, um, and we put together what we're going to talk about, and find all the facts, and we cite all our sources. Um, However, one of us went on vacation, and so this script is an older one. And so, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it was it was me. By the way, my vacation was awesome. I I feel like I have to tell you a little bit about it because oh yeah
1: yeah go um, ahead tell me about your vacation.
0: <laughs> so, uh we went to uh to California and that is where I am from and as I've said before, I am half African American and half Afro-Latina. I'm specifically Garifuna and Garifuna people Garifuna. are black people from Central <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny word, but it's true. And the <laughs> Garifuna people are the only black people other than the ones who stayed in Africa who weren't enslaved. So Oh wow. Um they but so I thought it was a word you made country. up. Oh no no no! Griffin, <laughs> it's a it's an are, actual they, word, huh? Uh-huh. It's a word. It's a people, and it's a language. Oh, wow. Um And so, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting um, to be a part of it. When I was a kid, I I would never even talk about it because I have to do so much explaining. But um, now it feels like it's kind. Of, I, I'm, I have a sense of pride about it. So yeah, I'm Griffinat. And that means that I have uh, lots and lots of cousins. I have about 75 first cousins, Holy but crap. I have hundreds of second cousins. Holy and so crap. I, just, I know. So thanks to Facebook, I put out a message and I was like, Hey, we're coming. We're coming to Cali, anybody who's going to invite us to the cookout. And, uh, so my cousins on Facebook came through. I had, I had not met these people since I was, six months old oh, and wow. we went to we went to this party it was in the middle of Compton uh a few minutes away from the Watts Towers we could get into the history of that some other time um and it was the it was all my like my mom they're my basically mostly my mom's cousins and their kids um our uh, our grandmothers are are were sisters and so um <clears throat> it was just music and it was catching up and it was learning about our family tree. And it was, and my kids were super into it. And all of our kids got to play. And it was, it was, it was like, if an ice cube song, if the ice cube song would have been <laughs> playing, there's this ice cube song. Today was a good day. Uh, Cause nobody got shot in, in Compton and we, we just ate good food and listened to good music. It was exactly that. And so wow. it was the most glorious time
1: that sounds awesome Um, and then
0: my yeah it was a lot of fun and then we went to san diego and my kids got to see their white cousins because my husband is white so i do make fun of white people a lot but my husband is um i call him old whitey uh (laughs) sometimes so but endearingly right (laughs) endearingly yes so my cousins my kids got to see old whitey old Whitey's brothers and his, and his, his kids. And so there, there are other cousins. And so it was just, it was a good, nice vacation. I feel rejuvenated. Um, but I also, we took a break from the podcast. So forgive us. Um, we care about the material every time we, um, research it and when we deliver it to you. And so, um, we just want you to know that we just took a little break and we're back and, um, we're getting back in the groove. So that's the explanation. <laughs> so there you go. In a nutshell, it was my fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. Blame it on the black girl. Just
1: kidding. <laughs> As always.
0: <laughs> As always. Uh, it's okay, let me do it. Um,
2: All right, where so, were we? Okay, so. Uh,
1: uh we talked Oh, DNA uh, tests uh, unavailable in yes. the 80s. Yes. That's what started this mm-hmm, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me start that again. State police forensic scientists were also hoping to use DNA tests unavailable in the 80s to link Coral with some of the crimes. It was clear that the authorities in both states realized that Coral's pending release in 2006 should be avoided at all costs because he posed a threat to society. No shit. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. And nobody
1: doubted that he would kill again.
0: Um. Well, yeah. I'm sold. I. I. Uh, yeah. I believe you. I yes. believe you. Mother Maya Angelou says, "When someone tells you who they are, child, yeah, believe them." And Carl fucking told us. We <laughs> believe you. We believe you, Carl. We believe you. <laughs> Michigan's <laughs> Michigan's Attorney General Mike Cox ran a TV commercial asking the public if he, they had any information about. The woman Watts was suspected of killing. And you remember our friend Joseph Foy from Michigan who witnessed Helen Dutchard's stabbing in 1979. Well, he came forward and he made an excellent witness at his trial. Um, He testified that on the night of the murder, he made eye contact with the devil. And when he watched the news, he saw those eyes again. And so that prompted him to come forward. Also, Julia Sanchez's testimony about how Coral slashed her neck from ear to ear. We talked about that already. Um, then he grabbed her hair. He, he snapped her head and hit her across the, hit her head on the car. And then he, she was on the ground, she said, and he was laughing at her. Anyway, this monster was found guilty of murdering Helen Dutcher. And on December 7th, 2004, was sentenced to life imprisonment.
1: Yeah, so thankfully, uh, Michigan did not agree to that plea deal so Mm -hmm. that they could Mm -hmm. uh, charge him with crimes in Michigan. And in late July 2007, a jury found Watts guilty for the 1974 murder of Gloria Steele. And uh, DNA might have had something to do with that one. And Coral was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole.
0: So I think, is it Martin Luther King who said that the arc of justice is long? Um, But eventually eventually it curves, it curves towards morality. I think what I'm getting at is that I feel like DNA is helping the moral arc of justice. Yes, Because already in this case, um, there have been many women who, of all colors, Um, who didn't have justice served for a very, very long time. And then on top of that, we had another dude who was locked up for these crimes when another fucking asshole had committed them in the first fucking place. So I think um, I get really excited when I hear about DNA coming through and and, and saving the day. DNA yeah. is a super, I'm going to be DNA for Halloween. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, I was I was a voting ballot in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to do ridiculous Halloween costumes. Anyway, I was, it's just I was a suffragette
1: um, last year.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, oh my gosh, we could <laughs> wait a minute. You could letter a i could be the letter b what is it a b d anyway dna has <laughs> four letters <laughs> uh, we, we,
1: nobody we, yeah, would get do, it. Do it nobody would get it <laughs> I, know.
0: I think that's the funny p- i think that's the fun part
1: i have had to simplify my costumes every year like um one year i was i was a dalek from doctor who
0: Oh, not familiar. And
1: everybody was like, "Who are you supposed to be?" And I'm like, okay, that's that's too sci-fi for everybody. And another year, I was another sci-fi character <laughs> and uh, too sci-fi. So then the year after that, I was Calamity Jane. I'm like, everybody will uh-huh. get Calamity Jane. She's a real person, yeah. you know. No, uh-huh. who are you supposed to be? No, you... nobody got it.
0: <laughs> so you <laughs> like, had to do the fuck? A, too much explaining yes explaining so yeah it's not any fun
1: when when nobody gets it so last year I was a suffragette I'm like surely they they will know who I know (laughs) a few people (laughs) knew who I was but a lot of people are like what is that (laughs) like oh my god what are
0: you planning on being this year? so
1: this year I might be a taco (laughs) (laughs) so you'll they're sure to get that (laughs)
0: You'll be able to enjoy your Halloween free from explanation. Explaining,
1: yeah, it's like I'm a suffragette. <laughs> a suffragette no, is blah 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 blah. They're like already <laughs> bored.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this on you because as, as a woman of color, I have to explain almost everything about. Uh, everything that happens in my life <laughs> every day oh, yeah. so when i'm when i'm out and when i'm in, in public i only speak spanish to my kids uh-huh. so when i'm out in public everybody wants to know why a black person speaks spanish so i have to explain <laughs> that um my hair i have to explain that almost on a daily basis um what do you have when to explain uh, when my hair? family and I, um well people th- people think it's braids so I have to explain to them that it's not braids. It's it's actually dreadlocks. And then, then I have to explain to them that that doesn't automatically mean that I smoke pot. And then I have to explain to them that you you oh can't. Oh, my God. So every day of, is Halloween for you. Every day is Halloween. So oh, I, I'm sorry. So I, I well, no, but I, I want you to know that I understand how annoying it is to explain. But I go back to my voter ballot Halloween costume that did require a lot of explanation, but I was already used to it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So uh, you're, you're like, whatever.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm, just, I'm, I am feeling for you because I get it. So I want you to know I get it. That's all. That's all. Okay. I'm saying got, it, I got it. Got it. <laughs>
4: to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to EvergreenPodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed Terror Takes Center Stage. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
0: So, where are they now? Well, I'll tell you. D-E-A-D, dead. That's right. (laughs) Karma's a bitch. Coral Coral is in prison. And in September 2007, he was admitted to a hospital in Jackson, Michigan, and he died shortly after of prostate cancer. And I'm not going to tell you the date because I don't want anybody to, like, make it a holiday or anything like that. Okay. He's dead. He's
1: dead. All right. So what
0: made him snap? Well, uh, we are not exactly sure, but I think back to um, we've heard of the recipe for a serial killer and that there are four, quote unquote, possible clues like bedwetting, animal abuse, arson, and of course, sustaining a serious head injury at an early age. Now, Watts was admit or he had um, meningitis again, which is inflammation of the brain and spinal cord membranes. And it impaired him so profoundly that it crippled him in school. Also, the ASD, that's a, a what is it? That's, anti-social so, the associative, personality yeah, anti-social disorder. personality disorder. Yeah. I might be listening a letter in there. Anyway, he had that. And uh, he liked killing and skinning rabbits, um, you know, when he was hunting with his grandfather, I think. And he found it entertaining. So... So, yeah, that's
1: fucked up. Super duper. (laughs) Corey Mitchell, in his book Evil Eyes, um, claimed that their mother took them to the uh, Detroit General Hospital and that they took Sharon but refused to see Coral. And I wondered if that was true because I read part of that book and I don't know how, how true it was. Um, and, uh, um, if, if it was true, then, then why would they take his sister Sharon, but, uh, refuse to see Coral? And I wondered if Mm -hmm. his mother or his father was white and maybe Sharon could pass as white. Mm -hmm. I tried to find out, Mm -hmm. but I hit a wall. I couldn't find any information on his family at all um mm-hmm. and i was thinking that maybe he chose white women because his mother was white but like i said i couldn't find any information on his family at all uh several i looked really hard too yeah several articles I, did mention that he was a bit of a mama's boy so i wondered if he had anger towards his mother for some reason and that he was taking it out on these victims or maybe uh his two half sisters or step siblings uh, uh it's hard to say uh, we just don't know enough
0: very hard to
1: say yeah and i watched an episode of a true crime show called evil eye about watts and they Wait a t- minute stop
0: there oh. what network is this on
1: i want to say uh Investigative discovery okay, thank you um it's i I watch it on Amazon and i I subscribe to their channel, so oh, <laughs> I'm okay. thinking probably oh, it's, so you can
0: get it on prime,
1: yeah, not all of the i d shows, but some of them um it's okay, really cheap. I can't remember how much it is, but it's pretty cheap. It's like four dollars a month, something like that. And, uh, so you can okay. access a lot of their shows and, uh, that one's called okay. evil. Eye. I like me, I, not like eyeball. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, um, they tied what he called the evil eyes. You know, you remember how he said that he killed women cause they had evil eyes so they tied yeah. it to a Bible quote, Matthew six twenty two. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. They seem to imply that he killed these women because he thought they were harlots and evil. Otherwise, why would they be out walking around at 4 a.m.? I don't know, Coral. Why are you? <laughs>
0: yeah coral, coral and then i spin but <laughs> oh i'm never gonna hear oh, that no. name again and then
1: it turns into a, <laughs> and then it turns into a musical <laughs> it starts singing. i know like a thriller <laughs> yeah a
0: thriller thriller <laughs> dance don't worry i know i know all those dance moves <laughs> shamona Sh-
1: <laughs> but uh, I didn't read anywhere where his family was particularly religious, but uh, there wasn't a lot of information about his family. So who knows? Maybe they were. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it seemed like that show uh, was a little traumatic. It's just a little dramatic. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: oh well, they gotta add, so, add uh, extra a little extra flair. Yeah, gotta
1: have gotta have the, the flair. So um, <laughs> I don't know if any of that is true or not, but uh, anyway, um, something else that I read that was that Coral told police that he often stole items, and this is true uh, that he told police mm-hmm. he often stole items from his victims and burned them hoping to kill the Mm -hmm. spirit and that when he drowned the victims, he didn't have to burn belongings because the spirit got trapped in the water. Um, Oh yeah. Police weren't sure if um, this was an actual reason, you know, something that he actually did or if it was bullshit, but it is what he said.
0: Hmm. Um, I wonder, okay. uh, Like, I'm assuming he must have stole the items like right after. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, okay. I'm the only reason I bring that up is because I'm listening to uh the, is it maybe the guys from True Crime Garage or True Crime all the time? I'm sorry. I, I felt really terrible, but I get all these white guys in their shows confused. Forgive me. <laughs> but anyway, they all sound alike. <laughs> so they all sound the same. Anyway, one of them was talking about how, um, uh, that these serial serial killers, the crimes start out as it, um, first they'll violate like a person's space by breaking into their house, and then they'll violate their stuff by stealing their stuff, and then they'll violate their person by strangling them and raping them and killing them. Right. So it's they got it's, they're it's, like, it's like, like testing like their a,
1: boundaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah for they're sure. like yeah, seeing how much they can get away with.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I bring that up. Sorry to all you tr- true crime podcasters out there. I'm just I can't remember which which show which one it was. One okay, it
1: was. Yeah. um yeah. Well, he. Uh, I know that there was one victim who was an archaeology or not archaeology uh, architectural student. um mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. Which, what her name was. I apologize. I'm looking now. Um, She was a Rice University student.
0: Okay, it was Margaret Fossey. Margaret Fossey,
1: yes. Um, He stole um, some architecture drawings from her and burned them. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So,
1: like, he he would steal the objects off of them uh, when, after he murdered them and burned them.
0: Okay. Okay. So... Now we're going to get into our takeaways. Here's mine. Uh, Julia Sanchez's testimony about how Coral slashed her neck from ear to ear is unforfucking fucking gettable um, You have to watch it on YouTube. Uh, I think she's one of the heroes of the story because she's she survived the gruesome attack, one, and she faced her attacker in court, two, and then three, uh, I think her testimony was part of what uh, um, compelled the jury to convict him and put him away. Yeah, definitely. Um, I heard. Testimony was heart wrenching and it was clearly difficult for her to get through. Um, she was tearful, she was uh, more than tearful, she was sobbing. Um, but she was strong. She's she she got through it. Um, and she, I think I said this before, used one of the attorneys as a dummy to demonstrate what he had done to her. Um, and I don't know, I'll just not be able to get that image out of my head. So yeah. shout out to you, Miss Julia Sanchez. Um, you get a hip hop air horn. I just don't have a handy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your takeaways.
1: Okay. So a Watts complained of memory problems after he had meningitis, but police commented that he had an excellent memory for his crimes. The only thing he had trouble with was what the victims were wearing but he could recall where and how he killed them and what the circumstances were with excellent recall. He took police on a tour of where he committed the crimes, which corroborated his confessions. And he actually led them to two bodies that had not been previously found. I don't know how the brain works, but it doesn't seem like he actually had problems with his memory or maybe it's like Mm. ADD where if a person with ADD is interested in something, they can give it their full attention. But if they aren't, they can't. Uh, and maybe mm-hmm. he had ADD, I don't know. But I think it's pretty yeah. disturbing. That murder is the thing that he had excellent recall for. Also, mm-hmm. uh, Coral was the one that found the loophole that might might have gotten him released. It didn't because uh, Michigan didn't sign off on that plea deal. That's um, right, We're but not co-signing that right, but he found that loophole not an attorney, so he was not stupid by any means. And uh, personally, I think he had what is technically called a screw loose. <laughs> He was, yeah. <laughs> he was nuts, <laughs> but he was not dumb. And uh, yeah, and
0: um, hadn't he had quite a few psych evals by this point? Yeah, I mean,
1: he had. Somebody
0: has said, "Wouldn't they have included memory problems?" By this, point? you
1: would think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was. Uh, he got lazy in school, uh, rather than having memory problems, he just didn't give a fuck. You know. Hey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go with that. Uh one of the te- detectives said uh that he commented to Coral, "I haven't got enough fingers and toes to count the number of your victims." And to that, Coral said, "There aren't enough fingers and toes in this room." And there were four people in the room, so that's 80 victims. Yet oh not many oh people oh know about Coral Watts. Uh, many of his victims were white, like uh, Jake Birds, and
0: your favorite, you guys. Yeah, and I they weren't—they
1: <laughs> weren't sex workers or drug addicts. So I can't explain why he would not get as much press as, say, Ted Bundy. Um, but I do think Ted Bundy got a lot of press because he was good-looking and buttoned down, not someone you would think of as a serial killer. And people are often mm-hmm. fascinated by that kind of dichotomy. Uh, Coral wasn't a law student, but he was definitely not a bad-looking dude, to be honest. Uh, you look at his pictures, yeah, he's not—he's he's not, yeah. he's pretty he's good-looking not bad yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um -hmm. i mean he's a total asshole and disgusting but (laughs) he you know if you're just looking by you know appearances uh he was a pretty good looking guy uh so yeah
0: not my type i am a sucker for white guys (laughs) anyway
1: um yeah well i would just say he's he's he was a pretty good looking guy um it uh, and so the only thing i can think is it just boils down to racism because people are apparently not that surprised uh by a black murderer whereas you know ted bundy good looking guy they're like oh my god
0: oh no Whoa. what happened to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't. And they, and they have to dissect every reason why this why this white guy um could have possibly done. I mean, who, who the things that he he did, and right. um, when it comes to uh, maybe a black or brown murderer, people They're like, eh, well, you
1: know, side. he's black.
0: <laughs> yeah, of or, course. Yeah. I mean, I can I even think of so Aaron Hernandez, who the NFL player. That who killed story guys, is killed so fucked
1: people. up. Yeah.
0: It is. It is. And his, I mean, what, but, but people only until recently have started to break down the backstory. How did he grow up? What happened to him? What, like, yeah, what, what it led CTE? to this? Yeah. Yeah. What, what led to this? How could this happen? And, and people, that's the usually the first question that when, and when a white guy does something really bad, um, Happens. Yeah. Dylan Roof, the dude who shot those those people in yeah. the church. Um, there's there's um I'm glad you brought up the R word only because and I know this episode is running a little longer than it should have, and 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 I apologize for that. But we we've, we've been away for a while. Yeah. So um the R word with regard to um killers, I think is important because it's true. And I don't think that um how do I want to put this? Um, that the the media, I think uh, is uh, afraid to use that word when they're describing why there are these these discrepancies between how we describe um, different groups of people. If um, uh, a, a white guy who is taunting, Brown women who are wearing headscarves on a subway train and stabs them and kills them. It, he's just called a murderer. Right. But if a brown person were to do that on a train to <laughs> any anybody, yeah. it would be immediately called terrorism. terrorists. And yeah. so the words we Yeah, so so the R word, I'm gonna call it racism, dictates how we the language we use when describing everything it's 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 in everything and so i think one of the one of the the goals of this show and why we um felt compelled to talk about it is because uh everybody else isn't talking about it the way that it should be yeah so that's just the 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 honestly I bring yeah. up. you said that yeah just honestly that our word um, is in every single thing we do in the United States and every, and, and it's, it's just part of American It's just and, omnipresent. Um,
1: yeah.
0: It's omnipresent. And so, um, I think, uh, I think your last point had to do with, um, um, that, uh, people weren't surprised about, aren't surprised about a black murderer. Well, um, Hence Fruit Loops. So you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Hey, now we're all done wrapping up the story. If you have any questions, um, or, um, If there's anything more you want to know about or if we left anything out that you think is significant um, that you know about this case, you know how to find us at Fruit Loops Pod on all the things um, or uh, at Fruit Loops Pod at gmail.com. So, hey, if you love true crime and you don't want to die, here's a tip for you.
1: All Right. (laughs) I love that jingle. (laughs) So uh, this segment (laughs) is not intended to be victim blaming. We thought of this segment because I read somewhere that a lot of people listen to true crime because they want to know what they can do to be safer. In my mind, this is not meant to blame the victims. It's just learning from other people's mistakes. Sometimes we have that's no right. suggestions mm-hmm. for a particular episode and we'll just offer up generic tips.
0: So um, I struggle with this and that's why I want to open this up to our listeners to please help us out and weigh in on this. Um, knife attacks, I think are the most terrifying thing in the world. Please, uh, if you're going to hurt me, please just like make it not hurt. Uh, and knife attacks just, Painf- I mean, painful and just the, I, and it, so gruesome. I just can't just imagine. Yeah. Um, it's just terrifying. What do, what do my bare hands do against a blade? You know, right. other than get cut off. Right. So, um, I want to know what, what you guys do to stay safe. If you have um, taken any self-defense classes, let us know what you've learned. Um, if you have a re- great self-defense um, instructor or maybe like a YouTube channel that you find, um, let us know so that we can um, put it out to the Fruit Loops pod community or to our Fruit Loopies. That's great. I called? love it. Fruit Loopsters. Loopsters. <laughs> or a Toucan Sam. Yeah, two cans. Sammy. But I think
1: uh, Loopsters <laughs> is winning right now.
0: Okay, okay. But so I I kind of like Toucan so, Sammys. Uh,
1: it took me a minute to get that one.
0: <laughs> I, <know> that, <laughs> I thought that was funny yeah. too. So um, for for now, Loopsters and Toucan Sammys, please weigh in. Um, <laughs> I think last week we mentioned for the first time. And, um, that, that, uh, self-defense classes are a great way to stay safe, to keep from getting killed. <laughs> um, I still think that's an excellent idea. And, um, I have a friend who teaches, uh, martial arts classes. He has a karate, uh, martial arts studios around the Valley and, um, Beth and I will hopefully have the chance to hook up with him, and he can teach us, teach us some stuff that we can bring back to you guys. But until then, what the fuck are we supposed to do? <laughs> um, so I found I found a few um, Reader's Digest articles, uh, or one Reader's Digest article, um, and a couple others. Like, uh, and we'll link them up to the show. But about what to do when when you, when you're in a knife attack. There's lots out there about self defense punching the guy in the groin um run away but what what do you do when you're faced with a knife and so that's what I was really curious about especially after this episode with Carl and his uh what did he use ice picks yeah uh, scalpels whatever uh, screwdrivers <laughs> yeah uh just whatever like, was so handy. what do I do when there's yeah when there's a sharp weapon in front of me um, and I also watched a couple of YouTube videos and um I will link up to the ones that I liked in the show. Um and so here's what I've got for you. First and foremost, as always, be aware. Second, if you encounter a knife attacker, try to de-escalate the situation. That's what black parents say to their kids when they <laughs> encounter police by the way. Anyway, stay calm. Ask what they want. Yell for help, and if you can run away, um, if you next step, if you can try to disable the attacker. Go for soft areas of the body. Uh, for they say tackle uh, the areas for breathing and for breathing. So that means get them in the groin, get them in the nose, in the eyes, in the ears, throat, um, any place soft. In another place, I also um, only from experience from having brothers and fighting with them is the temples. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hit him in the temples. I thought that um, the ears you,
1: was not something that I would have thought of, but yeah, damn! You somebody yeah. punches you in the ear, damn that hurts. So yeah, it,
0: oh yeah, it's stunning. It's it stuns you. Yeah, go
1: for the ears um,
0: and. <laughs> if yeah, if you're bring str- being strangled, a lot of these um videos and articles reference like a sea grab so hold your hand in a, in like a sea cup formation and go for the thumbs because um, if somebody's choking you and you grab their thumbs, you're sort of you, you're you, that's a way to release the grip yeah because um, the last... thumbs are
1: v- pretty vul- vulnerable
0: yeah, they are for yeah for being homo sapiens. Yeah. We do have quite a few weak points. Yeah. So go for those thumbs, ladies. Um and men, um lastly, uh, defend yourself. Um and they gave examples like spitting in spitting in the offender's face, um throw your purse at them, um or your backpack at them. And um, you can look for a weapon nearby, like a vase or a lamp or uh, shoes or something, Um, anything to throw them off to give you time to get away. And um, then if you can try to disarm them um, after... I mean hopefully this is last resort but if you if you have to try to disarm them um hit their hand uh, or disable their wrist. Yeah, the wrist um, is a good kick good point and, too. Right, right cuz the wrist is where the weapon is. Yeah, so and it's it's a weak point. Body, yeah. Yes, so if you can get your body in front of the wrist, then you can and a lot of the videos that I'll link up to this and I feel like it's hard for me to explain on a podcast, but you get your body in front of their wrist and somehow um, the videos show that you can like somehow overpower them and the weapon becomes yours and you can stab them in their chest by pointing the gun or the, the um, weapon or knife at them and stabbing them continuously. Yeah, definitely um,
1: uh, link that, that uh, video, that YouTube video, because I want to see that.
0: Oh yeah, um, I I will definitely do that. Um, and then um, you can kick and punch and remember breathe the breathing areas and breathing areas are where you should attack. So um, and then get them to the ground and get the weapon away and then run for your life, and <laughs> yell for help. So. <laughs> so so I hope that was helpful. When I'm not I'm not any um, I haven't taken a safety class. Only watched them on Oprah and YouTube. So um, but it's in it's in the cards for sure.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to learn some self-defense moves uh from your friend. So, uh I'm excited about that. Um and also I wanted to mention uh that I read an article about protecting yourself with body language. Um and mm. something that I I talked to my daughter about, I don't um we were just discussing you know, protecting yourself. And I was talking about body language and this is something that I mm-hmm. do and it sounds kind of weird and I'm not really sure how I came up with it, but <laughs> when I feel, when I feel vulnerable uh, walking alone at night or in a dark parking lot or something like that, I just think to myself, uh, I will fucking kill you if you fuck with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i i love i saw this and i i my i got so giggly and just delighted this is what i needed in my life it just makes change my life Beth?
1: it just makes me feel stronger and i imagine it helps with my body language i i i kind of strut <laughs> when i'm like i will fucking kill you man don't fuck with me <laughs>
0: So you you, put down the jazz hands. Yes. I will fucking kill you. (laughs) I will kill you. (laughs) I love it. So, yeah, you just,
1: you know, you got to put out a presence like you are the shit and you will fuck them up. And, you know, whether or not you actually can doesn't matter. You put out that presence. Yeah. And they've done, they've done studies where they, um, have shown videos to, uh, criminals of people walking Uh and, um, the criminals tend, they always pick the same people as victims and they're like kind of slouched and kind of, you know, they don't look strong. They, um, you know, they're, they look weak. So you don't want to look weak. Yeah. You want to look strong. You want to look like you're going to fuck somebody up.
0: Ooh, I love it. (laughs) Um, I am going to... Next time I go to Walgreens, I have to tell you about my Walgreens experience. Okay. Now, you all might think less of me because of this. (laughs) But um, I pulled up... (laughs) I don't care. <laughs> I pulled up to the Walgreens. Now, mind you, um, I have been gassy all day. So I was <laughs> farting in the car the entire way. And then two dudes, I park, two dudes pull up, like walk past my car and are like giving me like the, hey, showdy, how are you? What's your name? <laughs> and I smile to be polite. Mind you, my hair is uh, in a, a messy top bun. Um I haven't showered since probably Friday. <laughs> I haven't brushed my teeth since Saturday. I don't have any makeup. My eyebrows are not even on. They're, it was they're supposed not on, to
1: be a, let alone on it sleep. It was
0: supposed to be a quick. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if anybody I knew had seen me, I probably would have. Oh, I don't know what I would have done, but it wouldn't have been good. And uh, so um, I pretended to ignore them and um, parked my car. And got out real fast, and then the guys are like, "Hey Gemini, how can I get to know you better?" And I was like, "Oh my God, do they are they blind? And is there <laughs> a sm- sense of smell?" God. <laughs> I've been trying to prepare for get back to school. I don't have time for this. I was like, enough. I'm married. But anyway, what I am getting at is I did have the I don't have time for this swag. So I think that that it might also be effective in getting people to leave to you
1: alone. leave you the fuck alone. Anyway. yeah, just like give them give yeah. them the evil yeah. eye. Although yeah. uh, <laughs> Coral didn't like the evil eye, so maybe not. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, now we're back at square one. <laughs> back at square knows, one. Okay, okay, never mind. Forget everything we just said. <laughs> uh, but it does give you guys some ideas. Yeah. So um, normally at this part of our show, we get into our listener letters or into our mailbag. And mm, sad face. <laughs> our mailbag is empty. So send us some reviews. Send us some news so do submission message. On, we, we miss Instagram, you. Please. We miss you. But you know what though is super dope is um uh, people are interacting with us um like on social media and especially in our discussion group. So we love that. Keep doing that. Um but we did want to take this time to let everybody listening know that we are so grateful um, that you are listening to our show and engaging with us. We have, we're like just shy of 3,000 downloads and Woo-hoo. we're a new show. We haven't been around that long. We don't have a big network. We don't have like huge sponsors. We will someday. But um, today it's just Beth and I and um, you guys. And so thank you. Um What I wanted to say is that soon you will be able to um, help support the show. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, uh, you can
1: support us by uh, sharing uh, links to our show with your friends.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Round un aplauso. Yes, that would be (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Tell everybody about us. And when they ask, where can they find us, Beth? What should they say?
1: They can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod and our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod. So everything is Fruit Loops Pod. And also links to our sources will be in our footnotes.
0: And yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. So this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until, until next time... Look alive, guys. It's crazy out there.